morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the One Perspective to Another podcast, episode 44. I'm your humble and gracious host, A. Sanders. Just want to thank you for listening. This is the official episode of the Avengers Review. It's spoilers all throughout. If you ain't seen this movie by now, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. It is a work of art. Um, But yeah, make sure you follow me on YouTube, on the Instagram. I want to get my YouTube up to 100 subscribers so I can get that link. Be greatly appreciated if you're listening. Listen to the podcast. We are available on literally all podcast platforms. Stitcher, shout out to Steven for that. Um, iTunes, leave a like and review. Rate it. We, I think we got 19 or 20 five-star reviews. I greatly appreciate everybody who's done that for me. Um, if you want to find the podcast, if you want to tell your friends about the podcast, just search uh, Opta, O-P-T-A, or the One Perspective to Another podcast, and the name will pop up. You will see that majestic backdrop of the uh, Bay Bridge with the San Francisco backdrop. Um, but yeah, just want to thank everybody for listening, and Go out there and listen to the podcast. Follow me on the Instagrams. Follow me on the all social media platforms. I'll leave the links in the bio. Um, just a little intro, and it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So kind of putting everything together, like I'm making this movie uh, kind of not pandering, but catering to that in something that I thought of that is really important in watching this movie that a lot of people I don't think ever really see and uh i want to give a shout out to my mom it was her birthday on thursday and i dedicated a light to her on the bay bridge i don't know if you guys are familiar with the bay bridge light uh i don't even know what to call it but like you dedicate a light to somebody that you care about somebody who's passed away or somebody who is really important to you i'll leave the link in the bio or link in the show notes on that too and I just wanted to give this episode its proper intro and in saying that this is all about fucking Avengers. So, without further ado, here we go. If we do this, we'd be going in shorthanded. Yeah, you mean because he killed all our friends? We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. It's not about how much we lost. It's about how much we have left. We're the Avengers. We gotta finish this. You trust me? I do. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. So, before we get started, I wanted to uh, give a shout out and a salute to John Singleton, a African-American film director who put on just a amazing amount of people that um really inspired our generation 
making some of the best movies. Um, Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, um, Higher Learning, Four Brothers, a part of the Star Wars franchises, um, part of Hustle and Flow, one of my favorite movies of all time, man. Gotta go out there and get that, man. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out and a salute to him and talk about my favorite ones and that being Hustle and, or him being a part of Hustle and Flow and writing, directing, and being the youngest black director to ever be nominated. Like, that's fucking amazing writing Boys in the Hood when he was, like, 23 years old to write the black experience and putting it on the screen for us to digest. It's it's phenomenal. It's beautiful. And I'm, I really want to celebrate a black mind and seeing where we come from and how all he put all these people in the, into the limelight, into the stardom. And, uh, just those experiences are really crucial. And I just want to give a shout out and salute and, uh, talk about my favorite baby boy. Like I love that movie. I love that soundtrack. Like when movies back in the day had music that went, the score was beautiful and, you just can't write that kind of experience and put it into modern day and showing the black experience of being not knowing where you want to go. And Boys in the Hood got the same kind of thing. Like you don't know where you come from, but you know where you're going and living in the hood and living and being black. Like it's a lot of things that you can't always put on the screen nowadays. But that shit came out in the early 90s and Baby Boy in the early 2000s. And like I feel like it's time that we put the black experience back on the screen and i think that's what we trying to gear ourselves to and telling about our story and telling about our situations and the shit that we go through because it's an epidemic out there it's it's hard being black in america and i know everybody got their own struggles and shit but this is my personal experience and being a black man and having the system against you and having people against you and i want to give us a, a shout out and a salute to the people who are there and people who support and the people who aren't in that experience but still show love like i just want to give you a a big thank you and another shout out to john singleton and just want to give him a thank you for everything that he's done and paved the ways for these new art artists and directors and filmmakers and people behind the scenes and everybody and these writers like we need y'all out there and um it's great to see that it's came from this or he was a, a forefather for this so i just want to give him praise and salute and also him for being from la and with nipsey the marathon continues shout out to nipsey too but um without further ado i just need to get that out the way not out the way but just make it clear that it was needed to be said but moving on to the reason why you here is this marvel infinity Infinity War, Endgame, conclusion, 11 fucking years, 11 fucking years from phase one. We going through all this shit, we going in depth. Sorry if I'm sneezing, I got allergies right now, but we got Iron Man, phase one, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, and the Avengers. That is phase one. Iron Man was a movie that I fucking wanted to see like nobody's business because iron man was my favorite cartoon growing up i liked x-men but i really didn't like love it the way i liked iron man because it was a fucking geek in a fucking suit making and a billionaire making the coolest shit where you could fly i thought that was just so pimp it's my 
aside from Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, like Iron Man was my shit. And I went to go see this movie on my mom's birthday. She took me on her birthday to go see Iron Man, which was amazing. And I still love her to this day for that. Because that's when you have to go stand in line. It's two pivotal points in my mom's movie going with me. is going to waiting in line to see Pokemon and waiting in line to go see Iron Man. Like, she started this Marvel journey with me. And I appreciate her for that a lot. And uh, phase one is that with the and it ended with the first Avengers where they were in New York City and fighting with Thanos as the Easter egg and Captain America and Thor, Iron Man 2, Hulk, then Iron Man. Then we move into phase two, which is Iron Man 3, Thor, Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy got introduced. Then it was Avengers Age of Ultron. Then it was Ant-Man, like... The way that they put this shit together is just beyond, like, it's just beautiful. Like, all these movies matter. All these movies are a part of something, and that's why they're in phases. And it's the writing of it. You never you never knew in 2014, in 2008, 2012, you never knew that you were going to get to here. We kind of knew, but we just didn't really know. We knew Thanos was here. We knew Thanos was a part of it, but you never knew that it would enter the way that it did and then we moved to phase three phase three was the most important i feel to me because it was captain america civil war that's when it broke down the avengers and made them individuals so when thanos came and beat their ass like it all made sense and then the rest of phase three is to introduce the characters doctor strange the rest of the guardians of the galaxy to get the infinity stone thor ragnarok to get the another infinity stone then Black Panther getting introduced, the first black movie written, directed, all black cast, fucking amazing, being put into uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, being the first movie to have an all black cast and make a billion fucking dollars, that's fucking amazing. Then after that, we had Avengers Infinity War, we got snapped, it put everybody on edge we were looking at this shit for a whole fucking year of not knowing what the fuck was gonna happen then we got teased with captain marvel after uh infinity war and then we had to wait and then we got uh avengers endgame to end it all off so like that's the the end of phase three we got spider-man homecoming coming after um but yeah, like to go on a ride from 2008 to May or April 2019, that's that's a lot of time and a lot of movies invested to put together a story on a movie theater screen. Like you can do that on TV and it's been done. But um, like that week of April 26 was a media overload of just everything it was sports going on it was the nfl draft it was game of thrones it was avengers it was nba playoff basketball if you really like sports it was uh baseball going on the nhl playoffs were going on football was going on um shout out to Messi. shout out to the Sharks. shout out to the not shout out to the warriors fuck them because curry was trash last night missing wide open dunks but um i'm trying to make it evergreen but whatever if they win, they win. If you win, see you at the lake. But um, 
Yeah, it was. And in the first week, this movie made $1.2 billion. It broke every single fucking record that a movie can make. And that, that shit made me fucking extremely happy. But, um, excuse me, allergies. Um, I want this to be, all right, we're going to go into the review part of it now. And I want this to be kind of like what my podcast is about, like inner feelings and emotions and understanding life and the bigger picture and understanding the small things. But the beautiful part that made this movie not just a superhero movie is that this movie, uh, Avengers Endgame, was a movie about people dealing with grief. And that's the way that I see it that Endgame started off as. Because you start off the movie and you see every or uh, Hawkeye's family get snapped. And every time you see a character in this movie, it's showing them what happened to them, what the trauma was, and then how they dealt with the trauma. Each individual person had their own version of trauma. And they all, they're superheroes. They deal with PTSD and trauma all the fucking time. And I'm going to start with um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, he had his family just literally disappear and that made him become Ronin. But they never said Ronin in the movie. So he go to fucking Japan and just start killing motherfuckers and knifing people and just killing people. Because the only thing that he wanted was his family. That was the best thing in his life that he had and he fucking lost that shit. And then you start the movie off with uh, Captain, not Captain America, with Iron Man. And um, his is like he literally thought that he was going to die. The beautiful part about that is I think that this is just my opinion or my perspective that I think this movie has always been about Tony Stark and Thanos. Because if you watch Endgame, Tony Stark and Thanos are the only people who die or get ready to die twice in the movie. If you start from Avengers, the first Avengers, he had the little... um prophecy in his head that something mad maddening was coming and then in age of ultron he had another vision and he seen captain america's shield and told and cat was like you could have saved us all so in the beginning of endgame he goes to sleep and he is ready to die and of course we all know captain marvel comes and save him that's the first time then the second time the most pivotal point when he puts on the infinity gauntlet and fucking snaps and saves the fucking world he dies again and the only other person who does gets that kind of thing is Thanos. Thanos dies multiple times in this movie. He died in the beginning of the movie when Thor went and sliced off his head and said he aimed for the head. And the 2014 version of Thanos came through the uh, the portal and um, got sliced and diced again because Tony snapped him again. So, like, that's the character buildup that we've been watching this marvel cinematic universe since 2008 like this story has always been about tony stark tony stark is the most he started off the infinity saga that's what they're calling it he started off and he's ending it that's why it was no ending credits it was no ending anything because like it's the end it's the end game but that was his grief like um we'll go on to like uh I don't even know what the word is for it, but like fan theories afterwards. But next, I want to go into Thor and like he how he was fat Thor. That was fucking comic 
genius and everything but that was him grieving because he didn't know what to do because he felt like everything was his fault because he didn't kill thanos he just was filled with anger and rage because of all the people that thanos killed of his he put his axe in his chest and not in his head so when we catch up with thor we see that he's been drinking beer he's just eating pizza playing uh Fortnite with korg and fucking uh bullying people on uh xbox live and shit playstation whatever you want to call it and like him seeing his mother and uh yeah i want to go into that too with tony stark like the mother dynamic and the father dynamic and the family ties thor going to see his mother and like getting that moment of like clarity and happiness and becoming worthy again gave him that like it got him out of that depression and got him out of that pit and just understanding that he was worthy of being everything that he's been through. He's still worthy. I thought that was a really good symbol to show like, hey, even though these people are superheroes, like they still deal with human shit. They still deal with human ramifications of actions like you could have. He's a god. You could have all the power in the fucking world and you can have all the money in the world, but you cannot change time the shit that you do with what intangibles are is very important and then um black widow the way she did with her grief like she was just you never seen black widow cry and then uh captain america walked in on her was like hey i came to see a friend like these are real moments and that really touch people and touch the characters and show that they're human because um black widow She's not the kind of person to show her emotions. She's always in character. She's always the Black Widow ready to beat your ass or whatever you got to do. And then we're going to go to Ant-Man real quick. Uh, he came out of the quantum realm and it was five hours to him, but five years have passed. So he was the first person excuse me, to see um, everything come like full circle. He came out of the um, the quantum realm and everything was fucked up everything was done everything was gone everybody so when he came back from that people got to understand that he don't know what the fuck was happening so he was running around trying to find it then he found his name on the pillar so he just went into shock and the only thing that he knew to do was to go to see the avengers because those were the last people that he saw so he brought hope that was what he was dealing with in his grief he brought hope because he Saw no reason why we couldn't go save the world. And then um, Captain America. I think I'll just do Captain America and end it off. Hulk. Hulk found balance. He became super smart Hulk or uh, Professor Hulk. But um, Captain America's grief is that he's been living his whole life. Like over and over again. He's been on ice. He's been through this. He's always had to do what's right and he just finally gave up and just started to deal with it. And then he got a little glimmer of hope when everything came and um, put shit or when Scott came or Ant-Man came and told him, like, there's still hope. It put him back on his like, I I can do this. We have something to look forward to. Like, I'm Captain America again. And I thought like putting those human characteristics on those people was like brilliant because it gave us a reason to love when black widow died it gave us a reason to love when uh captain america finally got to see his or get his girl or when uh tony had a fucking family like 
having a kid and not wanting to lose it and how crazy Tony is and how the villain and the movie, the villain and the good guy both became the good guy. Thanos was a a good person. He had human characteristics. He just wanted balance or from in or from Infinity War. And Tony's the same way. Like he has the power to change literally everything around him by being who he was, but he still took the most precious thing. He wanted to keep his family. And um yeah, that's how I just wanted to relate it to like mental health awareness month and like showing that they this movie had a lot of symbols and a lot of shit that um a lot of people I I don't know if they got it or if they did get it, but I think that was very important that they showed that and showed that we have human characteristics in these superheroes and it's not just a wham bam oh i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna kill you kind of movie like the first two hours of this movie was story driven and it was beautiful and i wanted to thank the russo brothers for making this fucking beautiful combination of years and years of movies it fucking brings me joy to talk about this shit it brings me joy to watch this shit i'm still gonna see it fucking seven times i'm on my fourth time right now so and it's about to make it's about to break every fucking record titanic uh avatar all the haters like i love this shit but um, next we're gonna go into the fan service fan service i don't know if people know what fan service is but like when you watch a movie putting everybody who invested time into the mcu this part was for you because if you watched every single movie then i had this saying like when nobody's seen it yet i was trying to keep it silent Thanos demands your silence but um whatever you put into the MCU is what you got out of it so if you've seen every movie multiple times these fan service moments are going to be for you and one of the most pivotal ones for me was Tony um going to see his dad um because in the first Iron Man he said that the only regret that I have in life is that I never got to see my dad so when he goes back in time, he they fuck up and he's like, oh, I know where we can get some pin particles. I know where the Tesseract is at and I can see my dad, too. And it's a great moment because he walks down the hallway and his dad comes up and he tells him, like, yeah, I'm Mr. Potts. And he's so, like, just out of body, out of mind that he forgets the Tesseract is in, a, in his briefcase because he sees his dad. And, it, like, if you know from Civil War and... um yeah from civil war like the whole reason that they were fighting is because captain america kept the secret that bucky uh winter soldier when he was with hydra that they made him kill tony's mom and dad and that is something that has always been in the comics in the movies of like what drives tony like he's never had that relationship and his dad left little clues and little secrets and little tinkets of information and gave him like his uh his heart and literally gave him his heart to save his life multiple times creating new elements creating new suits creating sustainable energy for the world like it's all little dimes and jewels that his dad left for him so in that moment where he hugs his dad and he says thank you for, and it's like they make it so it's like, yeah, we know the audience know why he's hugging him like that, but his dad has no idea. And that was fucking beautiful. Um That was a magical scene. Um I'm saying I'm a lot because I'm getting fucking emotional even thinking about it. Like that was fucking beautiful. That's great 
writing it was great callback and that's what fan service is is putting that thought of like fuck like he finally got what he wanted and that was just to hug his dad and say thank you and say that his dad did everything right his dad did the most and he found his he found his dad when he was about to go home to his mom i know his time travel shit and whatever but like just the writing of that was beautiful and then also another fan service thing is finally finally seeing Jarvis. And if you know who Jarvis is, and it's all connected. I've been saying it's all connected. Like, it makes me feel so great to finally be able to say that literally it's all connected since, like, 2010. Like, I've been saying it. I trusted them. I know that they was coming for a reason. And um, it was just beautiful to see on the screen. But um, Jarvis, if you watched... Um, Agent Peggy Carter Jarvis helped uh, Peggy because she was or he was um, Tony Stark's dad's driver. And if you watch the Iron Man, the the AI, the house assistant name is Jarvis. I know it's cliche to say, but like it's just that moment of seeing him on screen and him saying, yes, uh, um, that was great fucking fan service because you you're supposed to put it together in your head. And I don't know if a lot of people knew that in the movie that it was Jarvis, but like casual Marvel fans, if you knew that, I mean, if casual people who didn't know Marvel, like didn't probably know that. And I thought it was cool because Jarvis has always been in Tony's head. And that's the last thing that he had that reminded him of having a home. Like that shit is deep. Shit is powerful. Um, it's not time. It's the, it's, it's just a lot of things that um, the Russo brothers put in there that made us say, oh, shit, oh, fuck. And um, it was important that we saw that. Another fan service moment is when you see um, Captain America in the uh, elevator and in Captain America Civil War. No, I forget. I can't think of this shit right now. I should have wrote it down. But he was in the elevator. And in that scene, they were about to fight everybody. Or he was about to get ready to fight everybody ass. But they went back in time. And he knew that everybody in that fucking elevator was a Hydra member. So to get the Tesseract and save the day, he just whispers to the um, director and says, Hail Hydra. And he walks out like a true fucking boss. Like that whole scene, like that is great fan service moment because we all know like what really happened in that elevator and um for him to come out and just walk into him it was like a play on that spider-man versus spider-man shit it was cat versus cat and he's like i could do this all day and he's like i know i know like that was great fucking fan service in that moment and um another fan service moment that i loved is i seen the movie on thursday and i went to go um to go walk the marina on Saturday morning before we saw the Avengers um, in IMAX. Got to see it in IMAX. Shout out to Sherry. Uh, we got to make sure that we understand like these callbacks, how important they are. Because we walk in the lake, not the lake, the marina. And this guy walked up or he was on his bike and he was like, on your left. Good morning. And that callback scene is from... I was like, oh, shit, he saw Avengers last night, too. But I'm like, in my head, nah, it's just what people do when you, like, running or when you're on a bike. You just say on your left. So in Captain America, the first one, when uh, Captain America first met Falcon, he runs so fast. He's a fucking human, inhuman, 
got super serum in his body. So he can run around the lake a lot faster than Falcon can. So he did the shit like eight times and he's like running past him and he's like on your left, on your left, on your left, every five minutes on your left. And he finally got pissed off and was like, hey, man, like, who are you? And that's how the story began. So at the end of um, Endgame, like he says, uh, or Captain America's fighting Thanos. He just got his ass handed to him. And he's just like buckled up his shield one last time. And he about to go against the whole fucking army because that's what Cap does. He just doesn't give a fuck. And he's going to do what's right no matter what. And then you hear this thing in his, his communicator and it says, hey, Cap. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And then he says, on your left. And then you see uh, Doctor Strange's portals open up. And, like, the first time we saw that movie, like, it was fucking magical in the the audience because you knew exactly what it was. Then you see um, Black Panther and Shuri and o- I think her name, Okaye, whatever her name is, I can't remember, come out of the portal. And, like, that callback moment was just so fucking perfect. Then you see... uh falcon fly out and you see um all the rest of the portals you see spider-man everybody who got snapped just came through a fucking portal and they brought fucking service and you hear that music that dun dun and it just builds up to that moment my fucking favorite part of the movie is when he says avengers assembles like i get man tears from that shit because that shit came from 2008 of getting all these fucking people on a fucking screen to make movie magic and finally defeat the the ultimate enemy in it like that to get to that moment like it took 12 fucking years and that shit was just beautiful to see on the screen like i have no problem in admitting my fandom my love of this universe this love of this marvel shit this love of this iron iron man like my favorite character like I have no fucking shame in talking about this shit for fucking hours. And it was beautiful. And for him to get to be finally be able to wield the fucking hammer and call that shit before he said Avengers assemble like that shit was fucking oh, like a just a beautiful thing because he was that's another callback. So in Age of Ultron, they were sitting around the table and then they all were trying to pick up uh, Thor's hammer to see who's worthy. But um, Captain America was the only person who, like, nudged it a little bit. And you can remember in that scene, you can look it up on YouTube. Everybody's talking about it. But he, like, nudged it a little bit. So when uh, Captain America, or Thor was getting his ass beat by um, by Thanos. And then you hear, you you see Mjolnir, well, I think that's the way you say it, Mjolnir, the hammer, coming up getting picked up and but he's like it's not thor and you just see that shit come out come out of the screen and just fucking molly wop thanos and then you see it come back and it goes straight in the fucking cap's hand that shit was another one of the best fucking parts of that movie and then he gets the hammer and just goes literally ham on thanos and thor is like i knew it i fucking knew it because he knew that he was worthy enough to pick up that fucking hammer he gave him the business but of course he got his ass beat but um for back rewinding he called back the hammer said avengers assemble and everybody goes in and defeats everybody it was um real dope to see it was real dope to um to see that happen and um 
see people from all the cinematic universes, from every single Avengers to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man. We saw uh, Easter Egg of Howard the Duck. We see um, everybody from Wakanda come in. We see everybody from from Ragnarok there. We see everybody from... um, we see Pepper in the suit. That was really dope to see Rescue. It's a callback because in the comics he was um, Rescue and had a suit on. Um, it was just great to fucking see that moment and everybody um, just on the screen together. Like everybody talked about how it was forty million dollars to do Game of Thrones and shit, but like, or for that fight scene. But that fight scene to me, like, you can't money can't buy that that was time invested in you watching these movies and seeing all these characters on the screen i don't even i can't even think about what else to talk about when it comes to that moment but uh i want to get back into tony my favorite character and uh his journey of or like fandom just for me the reason why it's this running thing going along where him and Captain America, like, they are, like, brothers, and they fight all the fucking time, like, and that's the thing about this movie that shows human intangibles that these motherfuckers have been through hella shit together, like, you knew somebody killed my fucking family, but you didn't say shit about it, but I'm still cool with you enough to the point where we gotta go fucking save the world, I'm a fucking genius, I know everything in the world, I got all the money in the world, I got a family, I got a daughter now, I'm fucking happy, but something in me, the genius in me, the the narcissist in me just wants me to go save the world. Because I'm so fucking smart, I just figured out time travel. Like, who the fuck gets to go through that? And him dealing with PTSD, like, he done been to space. He done died numerous, almost died numerous fucking times. He done been around the world and back to be a super genius to end the world to be a the reason why the world almost ends and saves it multiple times like that is a lot of pressure and a lot of stress on one human being and that is fucking tony stark and the the thing about it makes it beautiful is because when he died putting on the infinity gauntlet like pepper came up to him and was like you can finally rest because that is a lot that is a big ass burden that is a huge responsibility to put on one human being and i'm really thankful and proud that the marvel people like showed like this is this is a real kind of thing that people go through it's not just because he got on a fucking armor set and he's smart and got money like people go through this shit all the time and i thought i thought that was really great that they showed that that's why i like tony stark the most because he deals with that shit he deals with real life shit and um moving forward a little bit in the movie like you see hawkeye go back in time and he's a guinea pig and see his family and like he goes around killing people because of that that he lost his family but you show that everybody has two sets of grief we have the regular version of us and then there's a part of us that just changes when we go through shit like uh gamora and um nebula like they're both they're brother and sister, but they both change dealing with grief, knowing what happens and how our brains and how our bodies like get affected by that. I love the way that they put that into the movies. Like, I don't know if people think about it like that the way that I do, but I really enjoy seeing 
characters have depth. I don't want to just see somebody just walking around and just beating somebody ass because they're powerful enough. And that's why it, it made Thanos an, a great character because in this is just all my thought process and all my opinions because I thought in Avengers Endgame that they created Thanos as God. He did everything that he needed to do to get balance in the world and create nirvana and on the on the seventh day he rested his work was done and they put him in a point where he exhausted everything and he can just finally rest i was like man is am i my only one who think that but that's just my that's my thought process i thought about but he he did he was not a villain he just wanted balance <laughs> literally he wanted the world to be okay he wanted people to thrive he didn't want uh things to people to be without it was better to be to grow as what with half than it was to suffer as a whole and that is a a concept that we all struggle with as humans whether we want to believe it or not like it's infinite it's not infinite resources it's not infinite amount of x y and z it's not an infinite amount of food like resources are not plentiful and that's a true thing i thought that was amazing that they put that shit in there so many symbols and so many just like relatable things to just regularly being a human that you can see in this movie like if you really really break it down that's why i see it so many times because you see this shit in these movies and them the whole cast dealing with grief when uh they come back and they got to get all the infinity stones from going back in time and they all got to grieve because even though they they can snap and bring everything back they really deal with black widow's death they really deal with gamora's death like the stone stone sacrifice that shit is real and you remember when um Clint was talking to Thor because Thor, he's back to himself. He's back to being like, we got the stones, we could do this shit. And then Clint is like, nah, she's gone. So go take your fucking hammer. Go talk to the Red Skull dude and see what the fuck you can do about it. Because there's nothing that you can do about it. I found that um, really great to see and like have the whole cast know like, oh shit, like that's pretty dope. It's dope to see. It's dope to see on the screen. And all these character development tactics and tools see on the screen. Fucking magical. But um I I don't wanna say I lost my train of thought, but I'm watching Avengers or like not watching it, but just getting notes on it real quick. Uh talk about the woman moment. I know a lot of people hate that. I heard Charlemagne and God talk about it too. Um the woman moment, it's nothing wrong with the woman moment, but in the characters that they have, it shows that Marvel has work to do on creating more powerful uh, women characters because only two of those characters were near cosmic to be able to get through and help uh, get the gauntlet through. But I appreciate them doing that. It was really powerful to see women on the screen. They did it in, in game, too, and it's, it's just great to see that. But we got to make our women characters more powerful. We got to hopefully bring the x-men in and bring storm and bring in um phoenix because they're fucking badass characters and they're fucking strong so i want to see them like be in that moment where they can just have their own standalone and just be their own women not somebody with a stick and a staff i guess that's why they killed scarlett johansson off 
don't know. But uh yeah, it was just it was it it wasn't pandering, but like I like to see it, but it was we gotta build more strong women characters. And uh ending not ending, but uh Thanos' last like hurrah like when he knows that he's defeated after Tony snatched the gauntlet. Shout out to his nanotech for stealing the the uh the infinity stones off of him and just snapping. And then Thanos sitting down and he doesn't say any words. He doesn't have any last resorts. He just sits there and just takes defeat like a fucking boss. Like you gotta respect Thanos. And the moment from Endgame that made me man cry was when he was like, no, Mr. Stark, I'm not ready to go. His spider sense told him that he was about to die. And then in Infinity War, I mean, in Endgame, the same thing happens. Like these callbacks and this fan service of just the last movie, Peter Parker swiping or swinging in and being crying to him and saying like, no, Mr. Stark, I don't want you to go. Like his spider sense is telling him like, oh, shit, this man's about to die. Like. Tony had a lot of, like, kids in this movie. He had Spider-Man. He had the kid at the funeral from Iron Man 3 when he was having PTSD attacks. And he's like, oh, I'm cold, but uh, I got to go. And just this moment is, is really powerful because he it's a callback. It's a real emotion. And nobody wants to see fucking Tony Stark die. Like, it's fucking just fuck. It's crazy to see. Didn't expect it to happen like that. Didn't expect him to get the gauntlet. And then you see Pepper talking to him. And she's like, um, it's okay for you to rest. It's okay for you to rest. Like I was talking about earlier. But man, this movie takes you on a fucking ride. Um, it's a lot of symbols in it. I love the symbols in it. I love the character driven like style of it i love the way the russo brothers put everybody in a position the original six and showing their story of grief and how they got through and then the sub characters coming in and helping and showing like hey we all in this together just it was great to see and another uh callback is not callback but end of a story is seeing captain america go through time and finally be able to get his his moment to be able to to um, be with Peggy and live a life and marry her, and then wind up on a stoop old ass man, old cap, and then giving the shield to Falcon so he could be the next Captain America. Shout out! Then that goes to the the comics. That's a fan service moment right there. Um, sorry these allergies. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, these allergies is real out here in these streets. But, um, yeah, the fan service is, uh, Millionaire, um, Avengers Assemble. I think I did all the, like, big callback moments, and I'm just trying to remember. But, yeah, um, Hell Hydra. Oh, yeah, shout out to Stan Lee. Um, he passed away. His last cameo was in this movie. Uh, I think the first audience that I was in, I don't think they realized that it was him driving in the car that was stanley with the 420 license plate but it's okay but um yeah like him being in every marvel movie with a cameo like i'm here looking for tony stank is tony stank here like yeah he's right here like it's it's nothing that i can say that is bad about this movie i don't have any gripes i don't have any 
any any negative things to say about it. Like I, this is the first time I've ever walked in or walked out of a movie theater, and I was completely satisfied. I don't know if there will ever be a climactic twenty-two story film that is culminated to bring you to that moment where you can walk out of a movie theater like that. I don't think this shit will ever be done again. Like this is something that is a work of art it is beautiful it is magical it is cosmic it is everything i cannot wait to see what they try to do next but i i'm just completely satisfied with the infinity saga it was a hell of a ride years to all the people that i've seen these movies with the different people the people multiple times like um it's it was just a true work of art and i hope it gets nominated for all the awards i hope it gets nominated because it was fucking beautiful fucking beautiful and uh, i'm probably gonna go see it a lot more a lot more um the marvel cinematic universe it's it's fucking great it's fucking great and i hope they make three billion dollars and beat avatar and beat titanic because they deserve it and it was something that came from fucking superheroes and they gave them depth and they gave them real human traits and it's great to see so if you don't want to be a part of that and you hate on it and you don't see it from that perspective i respect it but for me this shit makes my world it makes me happy it brings me joy it brings me peace to see magic on the screen and it being superheroes and just adds to it but i'm pretty sure they're gonna try to make um i think that april 26th should be avengers day it should be a national fucking holiday the whole world was on this it's memes after memes there's the Jordan meme. I'm the Jordan meme guy. But when it comes to this Thanos and this snap, that Thanos snap thing, it ruled the fucking media for a long time. And it still is. Like, the memes from this movie are next level. Like, I'm trying to make some myself. But it's just it's just crazy to to see the fandom and all the people with their costumes and still uh going to see it the next weekend over this movie theater or the movie theaters out here were sold out the only seats available were like the very very front row i've never been into the movie theaters and i'm trying to get a movie ticket online and that shit says sold out i've never fucking seen that shit like yeah it happens on the day of but when i try to get these avengers tickets on pre-orders the fucking fandango site crashed and i was pissed I still had to go to work. I was on the fucking in my car on the Bay Bridge and that shit was counting down, said 45 minute wait. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But I got my tickets. I got my set of three. I seen it on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday. Shout out to Chick fil A. Shout out to uh, sneaking uh, Chick fil A and candies into the movies. I do love popcorn. Oh, yeah. Shout out to this OG. Who was like, hey, what's going on, uh, young blood? It's my birthday today. Do you want some of this popcorn? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, appreciate it, OG. And it's just little shit like that, man. Everybody was just in good spirits. Like, that was a great week. I just wanted to get to the end game and just be happy and celebrate a great movie. See, three hours. It didn't even feel like three hours. Um, It, it was smooth. 
the way it flowed story for the first hour story for the second hour then action and fight in that last hour just beautiful fucking beautiful i have no complaints no no nothing i'm sure people gonna make their own um like hypothesis on what's gonna happen and i'm i'm gonna put mine in right here right now and then um i just want to bring my views and my opinions and make this something that will last and something that will be around and put it on youtube too because i love this shit i loved i love the mcu it's brought me a lot of joy a lot of weekends i love you 3000 all these movies equal up to 3000 minutes of marvel cinematic universe like that shit that shit right there those little little tidbits of information like keep me going and keep my heartstrings flowing but um yeah i just want this i'm gonna put it on the youtube i think it's gonna be my first podcast that's on youtube so if you want to listen to it you want to debunk me or or add to it or shit that i missed just put it in the comments put it on the page put it in my whatever but what i think is gonna happen next is that i got a couple different ones but i think timeline wise or him going back through time they created alternate universes in parallel with one another so either galactus and the x-men are coming or apocalypse it gets created to bring in the X-Men and the Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four because that would be fucking great to see on the screen and awesome to see. Or another way is that um, wherever the Infinity Stones touched in time created the mutant gene and like mutants were starting to be born and then Professor X is born. Or it could be in a different timeline and Professor X comes and he's like, you won't play five e And he feels all the mutants and they rise up and shit. But I think it's really pivotal for it to be the X-Men. I think after Thanos snapped, then I think Galactus and the Silver Surfer and all his creations, all Galactus' creations was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm cosmic and I felt something change. But I don't know if the Infinity Stones can stop something that's cosmic like that. But you got like you still got Adam Warlock and uh Guardians of the Galaxy. You still got um all the shit from the Spider Man universe, you got all the shit from the multiverse. Like they can go a lot of different ways. I'm really excited to see what they do moving forward, but I'm completely at peace with the way that they ended the Infinity Saga. I'm just throwing shit out there to see what the next ten years is gonna be, what phase four is gonna look like. I got a couple movies already slated out, but Captain Marvel, and she's cosmic too, so. And cosmic comes full circle too. That's why I've always wanted to be cosmic, because it's, it's powerful. It's all being. It's celestial. But yeah, I really want to see Galactus. I really want to see the X-Men. I want to see the Silver Surfer. Uh, I want to see Fantastic Four done the right way. I just want to see a big-ass battle again, and I want to see Thor he's in a space i want to see what the fuck he does and um yeah um i don't know if there's anything that i've missed per se um i think i did all the easter eggs with thor um this is the first movie to ever be shot completely in full imax that was really dope to see you got to see it in imax um 
I think I'll just do another video, not another video, another podcast on it when things come around and like we enter past um, Spider-Man Far From Home. But this mostly was just about Avengers and Endgame and just is answering the questions about who's going to be the next Iron Man. Like it's just shit that I don't know. But um, Captain America being Falcon, like, where do we go from here? Um, it's not a bad thing to have these questions, but like, from an end game, like, I'm completely satisfied. Completely satisfied. Um, I have no, like I said, I have no gripes, no nothing. I'm getting real repetitive now. Oh yeah, shout out to Loki. I'm just kind of like watching, reading a little bit as I do this, but just to make sure that I get everything down, but. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that I fucking love this movie and I do intend to see it seven times. I'm half, more than halfway there. Shout out to the music. Shout out to the producers. Shout out to the Russo brothers for creating a work of fucking art. I cannot wait till they drop the Infinity Saga box set. If you love me and appreciate me, greatly appreciate it to like, subscribe, donate if you want to get that for me. Um, Hit the like button. Share this. Tell your friends about it. Tell two friends about it. Leave me a like and review. We're available on all podcast platforms. I want to thank you for listening. The people who do listen, I thank you for sharing. Even if you just download and don't listen, I appreciate you too. Um, I never said that I knew where I was going with this podcast, but this is a great platform for me to talk about something that I love, and that is Avengers and Iron Man and the whole MCU. It's been one hell of a ride. From 2008 to 2019, we got to this end game. Shout out to Thanos for being a great villain. Shout out to everybody who was a part of this. The actors, the everybody. Shout out to the first ever black cast movie making a billion dollars. Shout out to, just shout out to Marvel, man. Shout out to Stan Lee. Shout out to Kirby. Um, I appreciate you. I thank you. I don't know where I would be without this. Um, I tied it in with mental health and they're them going through their services. I did the fan service. I did the, uh, what I think is going to happen, what I hope is going to happen. So on that note, I'm not going to waste no more of your time. I thank you for listening. As always, it's just my perspective. Shout out and salute to Marvel. We'll catch you on the flip side and we out. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you're still going to be listening, but I'm going to put a sleeper in right now. But uh, we out. Yeah.
Run away, 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 run away,